Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 90 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Before we get started, just a quick announcement. So I'm sure most of you all know that the Dating Mindset Bootcamp doors are closed for good, but I have opened up enrollment to the Dating Mindset Bootcamp self-study. So whether you totally missed enrollment or you couldn't swing the investment, the self-study could be a great option for you. However, it is only open through this weekend, which is Sunday the 8th. So if you're listening to this episode around the time that I released it, make sure that you check out the program sooner rather than later. So the self-study is a pro- the same program, but you go at your own pace. You still get access to all the modules, the videos, and the bonus trainings, like how to get over an X and how to prep for a date. Now, you don't get access to private coaching with me, the group coaching sessions, or the Facebook group, but this is so that I can offer you the bread and butter of the program at a lower cost. So go check it out at veronicagrant.com forward slash bootcamp. And remember, don't delay because the self-study option is only open through the 8th. And I'm definitely not running the live version of the bootcamp again, and I probably won't be running the self-study version either. So this is your last chance to get your hands on the bootcamp. All right, so let's get on with today's episode. And by the way, the link to check out the bootcamp will be available on the show notes, which you can grab over at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 90. And you can also 
grab the link by just tapping your podcast player where you see like the big thumbnail picture of this of this podcast. And then it'll show you all the links to everything that I mentioned in today's episode, including the link to check out the self study option of the bootcamp. So hopefully you should find it one way or another. Okay, so for today's episode, honestly, I can't believe that I don't have an episode dedicated to this topic yet, because it is probably one of the biggest influencers in who you're dating today as an adult. But alas, here it is. And I'll probably do a show later this year or early next year going even deeper into this. But for now, I hope you enjoy this episode. But a quick heads up, this episode might bring up some stuff for you. And know that that's okay. It's good and okay to have uncomfortable feelings sometimes. If you're always feeling happy and peppy, there's a really good chance that you're not actually feeling your feelings. And you've got to move through those feelings in order to remove blocks and to understand and get out of crappy dating patterns. And so today we're talking a lot about how your childhood influences who you attract now as an adult. And I love taking my clients through this process because every time we do it, they're like, wow, I was not expecting to go there today. But then they can see the dots so clearly of, you know, the childhood they had and why they were in that crappy relationship that they just got out of or why they're having trouble letting a potentially really great guy in. It all makes sense to me. And my job is to help you to see where that pattern originated from. And I just want to say that this topic doesn't just apply to people from broken or abusive homes. Yes, if you're from a broken or abusive home, you probably have maybe a little bit more of an uphill battle to go through, but not necessarily. When we're kids, we learn about the world and that just becomes our reality. It just becomes true to us. So even if you can't relate to my guest story today, I still want you to reflect back on what you did learn about relationships and love as a kid, even if your family was quote unquote, idyllic, at least from the outside looking in. So as you're listening into this episode, I want you to consider, do you have a traumatic past that you're running away from and or pretending like it never happened? Do you have trouble trusting men or believing that they won't leave you? Do you find yourself getting into the same pattern or the same type of relationship or situation over and over and over again? I'm not worried about an anomaly. If you just happen to have a bad experience with a man or a relationship, I mean, of course, it's not great, but bad things happen, right? But I'm more concerned if it's happening, the same thing's happening over and over again. All right. Have you been told before that love is hard or that men are cheaters or men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I'm sure we all recognize that one, right? And you just take it to be fact and you're operating under that belief. Do you resent your parents or the person who raised you or the people who raised you for the childhood that you didn't have and you wished you'd had? Do the relationships you have in your life, whether romantic or friendship, do they eerily remind you of your relationship with your mom or dad or again, the people who raised you? 
All right. So I think you can tell from these questions that this is going to be a super juicy episode. This is also going to be an episode, like I said before, that might bring up stuff. So if you do need support, I do want to encourage you to get support. That might mean therapy, but it also might mean working with the coach. And I take clients on a rolling basis. So this might be something that you realize after listening to this episode, like, oh, crap, I have some stuff to work through. And I'm totally here for you. So to learn more, just head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. All right, so let's get into my conversation with Jen. All right, we are back. And I have Jen with me. So welcome to the Love Life Connection, Jen. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. So I'm so excited for today's topic. I surprisingly don't have an episode specifically on this. Like I mention it in other episodes, but it's so important. And it's honestly the majority of the work that I do with my clients. So it's like, why I don't have an episode about this? I don't know. But, <laughs> but so glad you're here today to, to help me with this really, really important topic. Um, so before we get there, can you share a little bit about yourself to my audience, like what you do in the world? And then we'll get to your journey in a second. <laughs> oh, sure. What do I do in the world? Um, I'm an agile coach by day, which means I work with software development teams. And then by night and weekends, I'm working on, um, you're gonna have to edit this part a little bit, but working with women who have been through emotional traumas, especially around their childhood, and just being that, um, I like to call it an emotional sidekick. I'm not a mentor, I'm not a life coach, I'm not a psychologist or a therapist, but I'm really good at sitting in that uncomfortable space with people on their healing journeys. Yeah. And so I'm working on my own podcast and, and work um, with that in the world. Yeah. And I love that your podcast name is Going There. Going There. <laughs> It's yep, so funny. It's so funny. I mean, I think it's I mean, I think it's important to like go there. But, you know, I do free coaching sessions occasionally for my community. And, um, and they're about 20 minutes long or so. And we usually go there. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, they come yeah. to me like, Oh, this guy, blah, 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 or texting or he won't online dating this. And I'm like, let's talk about your childhood. Yeah. Well, I think it's that it's the introverted side in me. It's like, I want to go deep quickly. I don't, I don't like chit chat and surface level. Um, so it's just become my style. Yeah. yeah. Go there deeply. Yeah. Go there quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like the faster, the better and the faster the healing happens. Exactly. So, you know, you can't, you can't lose. Yeah, um, let's just get to the nut of it. Yeah. So speaking of that, um, let's get to your story because I know you have mm-hmm. you have definitely a I mean a traumatic story which I know you've healed from, and I think that can be super helpful for women listening to this podcast because a lot of times we don't realize what happened even like 20, 30, 40 years ago, however old mm-hmm. you are, like mm-hmm. showing up <laughs> today, unless you do something about it. So can you share can you share with us your story? Yeah, so I was raised by a very mentally ill dad. Um, we didn't know it at the time. I didn't know that until I was in my early 20s. And a mom who is a very strong, independent woman, but at that time, even she'll admit now that she was very checked out. And it's a bit of a struggle, my relationship with her, with her because um, my brother and I needed her to protect us. Um, but I try to remember, especially as a mom myself, she was trying to protect herself too, right? So she was as much 
the victim as my brother and I were. But early on, I took on this, um, I call it the persona of, you know, that warrior going to battle. I didn't really see, my dad wouldn't really come after me so much. And, and his was emotional abuse. It wasn't physical abuse, even though I tried to get him to do that because that was, I was told that was the only way he would be taken away from us. But uh, he would definitely come after my mom and my younger brother. And so I would always, I was the one to place myself, you know, kind of in harm's way, if you will, and try to take as much the brunt of that um, from them as much as I could. And that's one of the things that it finally hit me about a year ago um, that I, I feel like I failed, right? I wasn't able to protect them or myself from the emotional abuse and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's just finally, I, I said to myself, you know, it, it wasn't my job. Like I didn't fail. It wasn't as a child, it wasn't my job to protect. Mm-hmm. And it all came up when some things were happening, um, between he and, and my children, um, again, a couple of years ago. And I just said, you know what, uh, I need to protect my children. And so, that's when we went no contact. We're still no contact. But, um, you know, it hit me. It's all those years I felt like a failure, even though I wasn't. And that, was, that was a huge, huge realization that definitely helped spur me on healing towards that mm-hmm. or around that. Yeah. Um, lots to share there. You know, when I was 12, um, my mom, sh- I, I mean, I grew up begging my mom to leave him just hundreds and hundreds of times. And I do have lots of good memories of my dad, too. It's not all bad. And so it's it's hard, right? It's right. these dichotomies of the good and the bad and, and all of that. And again, he's, he's very mentally ill. How much can he control versus not? Um, where I was going there. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's okay. You know, you know I, I can chime in here because a lot of times... Yeah. Um, people feel when they when they when they begin to go back and look at what their parents did do or didn't do there is a lot of <clears throat> um guilt because we think we're blaming them or mm-hmm. it's their yeah. fault and i personally believe maybe you can respond to this but i personally believe that every single person on this planet is doing the best they can with the tools they have and they only know what they know they don't know what they don't know and so um, I mean, obviously, in the case your, of your father, he was mentally ill. So there's other factors going on. But for mm-hmm. other people who don't have that, you know, if they're treating their children or their wife or spouse or whatever poorly, then they're really hurting on the inside. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, imagine being trapped in this personal hell, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that, that he's trapped in. But, um, I was told when I was about 12 that if we left, he would most likely come and kill us. And that came from the different professionals that our family was seeing at the time. And so, you know, and again, or the professionals told you that the professionals told my mom and then my mom told me that because I would beg and beg and beg to, to leave, right. That we would, we would leave my dad. Um, and she just, you know, and so I grew up with kind of this, this nightmare, if you will, that's still, I'll still have nightmares about that. Um, but that's just one example of sort of the, the emotional abuse and trauma that we grew up under. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And before you did the healing work, how did that show up with, and because this is mostly a podcast <laughs> about relationships, how did that mm-hmm. show up in relationships? Like what, 
happened or didn't happen? Oh my goodness. Um, well, from a, (laughs) from a female friendship perspective, it took me until I, so I, I am 47 now and it took me probably until I was 44, 45 to really be able to trust female friendships. Um, I've always done much better with men. And I think, I do think that's because I was looking for a strong male figure, right? Um, and so I would, I would have male friends, I would have boyfriends. Um, I was actually, I've been married twice. Um, and each time I chose a person who had a very strong, loving family. That was very important to me that they be strong and loving. But until, and so my healing, it really started happening a couple of years ago, like I mentioned. And until then, I've just, I've, you know, it's it's the walls that we put up. It's, it's the self, it's protecting, mm-hmm. um, not letting people really see the mushy, gushy insides, if you will, and just always carrying this warrior. I'm a strong, independent woman, and I am that, but I'm also terrified, um, you know, don't feel like I'm deserving, feel like I'm lacking, feel like I failed, like I said, to protect. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's very much, I very much have kept myself at a distance from Mm -hmm. most people. Mm -hmm. Again, to the point of not really having female friendships, which I think as a woman is so incredibly important, and I have them now. Um, You know, but then kind of looking for love in the wrong places of, in some cases, um, but wanting that, that strong male presence, if you will, and kind of doing what I felt I needed to, to get that in healthy and unhealthy ways. Yeah. What kind of, where did you look for love? (laughs) I was fairly promiscuous in high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Small town. Uh, My mom was the postmaster and uh, I had a bit of a reputation. Went to college and um, got pregnant at 19. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, I still, my mantra to myself is I'm worthy, I'm lovable, I'm loved. Because in those dark moments, um, you know, I, d- I didn't grow up with that. My mom wasn't there to protect us. Um, I didn't feel like the adults and, and, you know, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, they weren't there to protect us. And it's just it kind of over time, the story became, I must not be worth it. Yeah, right. I know, I know, that's not true. But tell that to the eight year old or the 12 year old or the 18 year old or nine. Yeah. you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is this is I mean, this is so juicy, <laughs> <Heavy> because <stuff>. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, it's great, because this is like the epitome of you know the the work that mm-hmm. that I think is just so important um you know my clients or boot campers listening to this will kind of laugh because when I when they're getting triggered <clears throat> and they're sharing something with me I'm like how old are you acting you know are you acting like your 30 something or however old self or are you acting like your eight-year-old self yeah. and it's not to call them a child or immature but it's it's are you operating under this belief that you're not good enough or are you operating under a new belief that you are good enough and that you are worthy? Right. And it's just like that eight-year-old or however old, you know, your old girl lives inside of you. And until you can kind of bring her up to speed, it's like why these patterns exist Absolutely. in our lives and are in these limiting and outdated beliefs. Um, so how did you start your healing journey? 
So it was around the time that my, again, my dad was um, just being emotionally, verbally abusive to my children. And um, again, I went no contact. And for a couple of months, um, you know, my and my mom had left him. And I get an, an email from her one day saying, you know, she and my dad are back together again. And and remember, this is years of me begging my mom to leave my dad. Mm-hmm. But they're back together again. And they just want to be a whole and happy family. And she really apologized for being checked out when we were growing up and not, you know, not being there to, to protect us, if you will. And that, um, you know, she really spoiled my brother and I material-wise, trying to make up for our parents' tense relationship. So it was such a huge betrayal. I still get, I get so mad at her over this. Such a huge betrayal. I didn't grow up with my parents having a tense relationship. I grew up thinking my dad would come kill us. And for her to boil that down, it was just, it was so incredibly hurtful. And so I think that was my final trigger, if you will, Mm -hmm. that I had to like, whatever I had been doing up until then to address the issues from my childhood wasn't enough. Um, that I still had, you know, just this anger, this, um, I, I needed to take it into my own hands. And, and really what it taught me is that self mothering that we talk about, right. Is that I didn't feel like my mom had my back. Mm -hmm. Um, and if she didn't like someone had to have my back and I, I turned that inward. I think what helped me most though, is my daughter who's now 13, um, you know, raising her has been such a joy because, well, my, my boys too, (laughs) but it's that I can look at her not as a younger me, but ask myself if I were in her shoes or if she was in my shoes, what would I want for her? And then how do I give that to myself? Mm-hmm. So if I, if I want a hug, if I want, if I don't want to talk, but I just, I just need to be held by my, my children, my husband, what have you, I wouldn't want her to keep that to herself. I would want her to say it out loud. I would want her to ask for whatever she needed, not to keep it inside, but to be ruthless and getting what she needed to make her feel better in that moment. Um, and so it feels like this kind of this perfect storm of my daughter growing up, the stuff happening with my dad, the email that my mom sent, the the incredible hurt um, around that. And I, it was just like, whoa, something's got to change. Something's got to give. I, I have to address this because I haven't addressed it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it went from there. But I think yeah. it's that self-mothering. It's that we all need a mother, a nurturer, whether it's even, even coming from a woman, like, I don't think you need mother energy necessarily from, from a woman either. Right. But that, that nurturing energy that no one was giving to me, my husband was, but at that time without healing, I wasn't allowing him to be that person for me. Mm -hmm. I had to first learn how to be that for myself. Yeah. 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 So 
to be clear, you would basically ask yourself, like, what would my daughter want from me? And then just give that to yourself. Exactly. So what kind of stuff did that look like? What kind of stuff did you do? Mm, Yeah. So (laughs) I bought myself a weighted blanket. Um, I don't know if you've heard of those. People will use them for um, restless leg syndrome or if they're having problems sleeping. But for me, it feels like this very grounding hug. Um, That if I'm feeling kind of anxious, um, if I'm feeling just like I need a little bit, it's hard to describe. It's not a hug, but it's this very grounding. Yeah, I I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like Um, using sandbags in yoga. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It might look like getting down on the floor and cuddling with my dog. And this feel, I mean, it's. I think the point here is it doesn't have to be anything that special or extravagant, but mm-hmm. it's it's stopping and asking the question, what do I actually need and want in this moment? What's going to help me feel better? Mm-hmm. Is that glass of wine going to help me feel better? It may, it may not, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of being mindless about it and trying to numb, is it going to help me? Do I really want that? Yes or no? Do I... If my, you know, with my husband, um, do I want the hug of a spouse or do I need the hug of, of more a, a parent, right? And so being able to tell him right now, I just, I really need like a dad hug. And mm-hmm. obviously he's not my dad. He's not my mom, my mom, but he is a parent. He knows how to envelop you and just hold you in a parent way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It might look like I've done some healing work with horses. Um, it's not something that I would have ever thought about, but, you know, exploring different modalities, saying yes to that, and then just having, I mean, the horse gave me the hugest hug I've ever had in my life, and I will always carry that with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was recognizing that I needed healing, that I needed to, like I said, take, you know, address this, and then what does that look like? Yeah. It might it might be laying in the ground. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just what do I need in that moment? What's going to help me feel better? And it's, I mean, I'm the master of numbing out on food, on overspending, on wine. Um, and it's, I don't, I don't want to do that. I was tired yeah. of doing that. Because right? yeah. um, after a while, it just feels empty. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I actually, totally, yeah. I gained 60 pounds um, over the course of about a year and a half. Um, this was five, six years ago. Um, but I mean, it was, it was total numbing out. Mm-hmm. Um, not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, not yeah. Good at all. So, I mean, it doesn't really, what I'm getting, and this is a, a mm-hmm. lot of what I teach my clients too. It's, it's not so much about what you do, but it's about just holding the space for yourself. Yeah. The awareness. And and I'm curious to hear if this has happened for you. I know this is something that always comes up with my clients when I'm talking about mothering themselves. You know, I say, well, you know, the bad news is that you didn't get the love from your mom that you mm-hmm. wanted. The good news is that you can give yourself that love. Like you don't need that love from her specifically. Mm-hmm. And like, so that's the good news. But like the caveat, I guess, is like, no, but I I want the love for my mom. Like I see what other 
my friends, my other friends have and, and their mom, I don't know, they just, it comes yeah. into comparisonitis. So I'm wondering if you struggled with that all, that at all, like, okay, the self-mothering thing is nice, but I'm still <laughs> feel like I'm missing out. Or I'm still pissed or regretful or whatever. Has that ever happened to you? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, I, uh, if you can be both jealous and happy at the same moment, um, I, that's what it feels like when I look at mm-hmm. friends who have close families. If I look at, you know, my aunt and uncles and their, their closeness with their children and now their grandchildren, um, it's, I'm happy, jealous. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think where I got with that is it's okay to want that. Um, je- you know, jealousy doesn't have to be a bad thing. Sure. Um, it's okay to want that. It's okay to be sad that I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to be sad that my, my children don't have it as much as I would like, you know, would want for them. Um, but I can be happy for others too. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a mindset shift, I, I guess. Instead yeah. of dwelling on, on all the negative, it's like, yeah, I can feel that. I can feel bad and sad and mad, but I can also hold space for happy, um, for others. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then it's just being, being the parent that I would want to be, um, or that I would want to have to my children. And I'm such an imperfect parent. Um, I fuck up all (laughs) the time. I'm not a, I'm only a dog mom, but okay. (laughs) But I understand that that is normal. (laughs) There is no perfect parenting. (laughs) It goes back to, I do the best with what I have. Yeah. I try to be really, really kind to my children. Um, doesn't mean that sometimes I don't say something that that's not kind, but I, I try to kind of check myself and then apologize and use it as a teaching moment. Mm-hmm. Not, not a, Oh, you know, mom's a piece of shit. Like, no mm-hmm. people, people screw up. Um, you'll screw up. We screw up every day and we apologize and we learn our lessons and we move on, you yeah. know, try to be good people. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, how has your, so you have to help me with the chrono, um, the, the line of events. Um, were you already married to your current husband when you started this healing work? I was. Okay. So how did this healing work? I assume it changed your relationship (laughs) at some level. (laughs) If I know from experience, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I would love That's to hear a good little. one. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, growing up how I did. Um, and again, I, I use the words like not no one had my back, but me. Um, I kind of carry this chip on my shoulder around, right? And um, to the point where and I also became a mom fairly young. Um, I was barely 20. Um, but I just, I got to a point a few years ago where before I had started the healing journey, um, I just didn't feel like I wanted to be in my marriage anymore. Um, my husband wasn't, we weren't close with his parents. Um, he, he was an amazing dad, but we just, we weren't on the same page as a couple. And, you know, I, I thought I had, was doing everything that I could. Right. 
Um, in hindsight, I wasn't. I had a lot of conversations going on in my head with him that we weren't having together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but once I started that that healing, well, so to back up, we, we were very, very near divorce. Um, and I talked pretty openly about that. But uh, with the last thing with my parents, he was really there for me. And again, perfect storm. It just feels like a bunch of stuff clicked into place. And I let him be the spouse he always wanted to be to me. You know, I think without the healing, I wasn't, I didn't know what love looked like. Yeah. I, I didn't have anything to, to model it after, right? Yeah. I had this skewed look of, of love, uh, not a romanticized look of love, but it just, it never lined up with how I thought it should be or what I wanted. Um, and come to, I mean, he has always had my back. But until recently, I, I just, I never saw that. And I, I feel horrible. You know, I put mm-hmm. the poor guy through the ringer. Um, <laughs> thankfully, he's a strong enough person. Like, he knew all this. Um, he could, he's very intuitive and just could tell that I, um, he could tell what was going on. And, and could read what I needed. Um, and I just, again, it took me a long time to realize that. But I, I mean, now it, we have such a stronger relationship. Um, our, <laughs> we just had a conversation on the way home, actually, that was a little... There's still some things we're working out. <laughs> think, Isn't there always in those right. relationships are? There's, I always but say yeah. there's like, there's no there to be. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, it's letting someone else love me, like mm-hmm. really love me, mm-hmm. not just love the idea of me, but really love me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see that now, yeah. right? That's what healing has done for me is I can see how much he loves me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally relate to that you know I can even just not even so much with my husband I mean um but like even with people that I was dating before I met Stevie I'm like all I wanted was a freaking nice guy who was available right um and I would meet a a freaking nice guy who was available (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I'm like why is he being so nice to me he doesn't even know me yeah yeah like (laughs) so nice like oh this feels weird like and uh, I can think of a few people specifically <laughs> that I that I dated like that. And I think it was just like this inability to, I mean, whether or not, obviously they weren't meant yeah. to be. I believe in, you know, I went yeah. through everything yeah. I needed to go through <laughs> yeah. in order to be where I am today. But I can look back at those relationships and think like, I mean, those are perfectly nice guys. Those are everything that I had, mm-hmm. I had wanted. But... And people listening to my podcast for a while know more of my story, but like I basically had to be start being nice to myself yeah. before I was able to let someone else in and be okay with that because it's really vulnerable to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's opened me up now. I, I have a group of local women. We go camping together. We, we get together often. Like I, I have never had this and it, mm. I, truly believe it wasn't going to happen until I started healing um, from the childhood stuff. And, you know, everyone's journey is different. Someone Mm -hmm. might have gone through something totally 
similar to mine and had very different outcomes. Um, yeah. That's okay. You know, we're all living different experiences. Mm-hmm. Mine so happened that I, I isolated. I didn't let female friends, you know, in. Um, it just, it hurt too much to have women in my life, if you will. Yeah. I mean, it's, I just, it's just easier to... Just easier. To be alone yeah. and just to deal yeah. with it than it is to deal with yeah. being judged or rejected or... Yeah. Whatever else happens in friendships and relationships. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. I know this is going to be a really juicy one. I'm so excited to share it with my audience. Um, Before I let you go, a couple of questions. So one, where can my audience connect with you? Yeah. So my website is jenbertman.com. Vias and Victor. Well, it'll be in the show notes. Yes. Everything's um, in the show notes at veronicagrant.com yep. forward slash podcast. Yeah. Instagram, Jen Vertnan, Pinterest, Jen Vertnan. Um, I kept it simple. Awesome. <laughs> then, yeah. Unfortunately, Veronica Grant was not available on all of oh, the platforms. No. So I'm like Veronica Grant one on Facebook. I'm Veronica E. Grant on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a very like superhero name or comic book. It's a Veronica. cool name. Veronica Grant. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I'm Jen Vertnan. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> Thank you. Grant. Yeah, I decided to keep my maiden name when I got okay. married. I'd already had my business, but I was like, I'm Veronica Grant. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Veronica Bernstein. Um, <laughs> you know, plus I like I to hide. I did ha- a Hammermeister once. I that like to hide in- my Jewish identity too, right? <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> um, so, okay. The very last question I always ask this to my guests is what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Oh, massage. <laughs> like I will fly to Bali to get a bunch of massages because they're so cheap. <laughs> That's how much I love <laughs> massage. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. How about you? What's your favorite way to treat yourself? Ooh, no one's asked me that. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, let's see. I think it depends on the season of what's going on in my life. I think for right now, my favorite way to treat myself is to go into the mountains. So mountains. a little geography lesson. I didn't realize this, but Denver is, in fact, not in the Rocky Mountains. It's next to the Rocky Mountains. Um, And so it's like a 45-minute drive from where I am in town to get to the mountains. And we can see them from our balcony. And it's awesome to, you know, sip wine. And that's actually another favorite way to treat myself is to sip wine in our balcony and just watch the mountains and the sunset over the mountains. But, yeah, just going into the mountains. Um, Stevie and I go into the mountains probably once a week, like, together as a family with our pup but I just like going by myself sometimes and like just you know going like this on a map and I'm I know this is a podcast basically just like (laughs) twirling my finger and like there is where I'm going (laughs) and just find some small town and go wander and explore um yeah Yeah. that's probably my favorite way that's why I need to move west is I need mountains I need that mountain energy yeah I you know it's it's funny how you discover things about yourself um, when you don't have the thing that you might have taken for granted. So mm-hmm. I grew up in Asheville, North Carolina. And so, I love Asheville. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an amazing place. I mean, I didn't realize, obviously, how amazing it was until I moved. But to be fair, I think it got trendier and cooler after I left. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, and then I didn't live in the mountains. And I was like, Oh, I miss the mountains. And I lived in Charleston, South Carolina for a couple of years. And I went to the beach like a grand total of like four times. I'm just hmm. not a beach person. I'm just like, oh, sand's going to get everywhere and it's never going to go away. It's like it bed itches. bugs. <laughs> and it itches. Like, oh, my skin gets irritated. I'm like, okay, beach is not for me. <laughs> I'm like, I need the mountains. Um, and that's what I told Stevie when we were living in Dallas. I'm like, I need mountains. So you get to pick <clears throat> North Carolina or Colorado. I'm fine with either. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. And he was like, I'm not moving to North Carolina, but I'll move to Colorado. I'm like, fine. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, thanks so much for having me yeah, on. Yeah, thank you so much. It's fun. Great conversation. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.